first, let me tell you about Rough Greens. If you're a dog owner, you want you want to give them a long, happy, healthy life. Uno is so funny. Last night, he just would not stop with the ball. He kept bringing it. I was sitting on the couch. He kept bringing it up, looking at me like, come on, come on, let's play. Let's play. I'd play with him for a while. Then he'd run away with the ball and he'd lay down. And then he'd come back up. Come on, come on, let's play. All night. I mean, it's uh, Rough Greens is like dog crack. It really is. They love it. And his activity level is so much better. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens, R-U-F-F, greens.com slash Beck. Or call 833-GLEN-33. 833-GLEN-33. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. This hour, I want to talk to you a little bit about the war in Ukraine, what is happening in Ukraine and Russia. Who is Putin? What what does he actually want? What war is he fighting? They just started using hypersonic missiles. What does that mean? All this and more coming up in 60 seconds. Nina wrote in about her experience with uh, Relief Factor. She says, Relief Factor got me out of pain. I can now work in my flower garden again. I can walk my dog. I can run up and down my stairs again without being in pain. I also sleep through the night without an ice pack on my knee. Thank you. Thank you. I absolutely love Relief Factor. Nina, love it. Way to get your life back. Thank you so much. Uh, If you'd like to get your life back, there's an easy way to do it. Please give Relief Factor a try. It is not a drug, but it has four different active ingredients that work with your body to to fight inflammation, which causes most of our pain. So give it a shot. Relief Factor. Try the three-week quick start now. Developed for you at $19.95. That's a dollar a day like a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them have gone on to order more. ReliefFactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. 800-4-RELIEF. 1995 three-week quick start. ReliefFactor.com. All right, I want to talk to you a little bit about what is happening over in Ukraine. First of all, um, the Kremlin is warning against panic buying as food prices are rising over in Russia. They're saying no hoarding, no panic buying. Uh, This is going to start happening all over the world. Please be prepared for it. I went over it in hour number one. If you didn't hear that in uh, the first hour, make sure you grab the podcast. So what is Putin really after? 
Who is Vladimir Putin? What is his game? So I read a book um, called Putin's Playbook recently uh, by Rebecca Koffler. She is a uh, U.S. intelligence expert. She she was uh, from behind the uh, the Iron Curtain. She came to America when she was young. After 9-11, she decided that she wanted to help protect her new country. So she went to uh, work with the Central Intelligence Agency, uh, and she was part of the red teams that we've heard so much about with the Pentagon trying to war game. I have to tell you, I read her book and I think this is one of the people that I hope everybody is listening to in, in uh, Washington, because I think she really understands Putin. And if I'm, if, if I may say, Rebecca, you had me at Alexander Dugan. Welcome. (laughs) Thank you, Glenn. It's such an honor to be here with you and your audience. Thank you. So, Rebecca, tell us a little bit about your background so people know exactly who you are and how you know these things. Of course. Uh, So I was born and raised behind the Iron Curtain in the former Soviet Union. And uh, my parents were anti-communists. They didn't agree with the Soviet socialist system. And they were raising me uh, to go to America one day, the land of freedom and opportunity and justice. And so I immigrated in 1989 to uh, America. And then after September 11th, as you said, I went to serve in the intelligence community. And because I wanted to protect, you know, help protect my country uh, against foreign threats. And I knew that sooner or later, even though the Soviet Union collapsed, it will emerge, you know, as a foreign threat. Uh, I didn't know how soon it was going to happen, but there we are with the conflict in Ukraine. And it's not really about Ukraine, Glenn. It's a proxy war between uh, Russia and the United States for control in Eurasia. Okay. Explain to people what Eurasia is in case they don't know. Sure. Uh, Eurasia is the biggest uh, landmass. It's uh, basically Russia occupies the center of Eurasia. Um, and uh, China is up there, obviously. And uh, more than Russia, it's what uh, the Russians believe is strategic buffer that they have relied on for centuries for their security, including in that strategic uh, buffer is Ukraine, Moldova, Belarus, uh, Georgia, and a bunch of uh, what we call stans. And with the collapse of the Soviet Union, the United States security establishment assumed, I don't know really why, but assumed that these countries are going to be democracies and uh, nothing you know could be further from the truth because there's nothing in Russia's history or in the history of those other countries that points to the fact that democracy is even a viable uh, system of governance and so at this point we're basically uh, on a collision course geopolitically with Russia because the United States wants to make sure that we call the shots in that area of the world, not China, not Russia, but we do. And the Russians, of course, uh, want to make sure that they keep their security perimeter uh, in their control and not us. And that's what this conflict is all about. So, but if you look at um, the mm, west side of Eurasia, uh, you would see Poland and Almost every time Russia has come under attack, it's come through Poland. Don't they look at that as a gateway still and and want Poland? 
You are exactly correct. So the Russians, every war except the Mongol Tatar yoke back in uh, 1238 came from the West. And this is why exactly Putin fears NATO. Um, he has been talking about uh, the red lines, right? Um, so he wants to effectively ensure that um, he has Ukraine back into his orbit. And then depending on what happens with this conflict, obviously the Baltics would be next on, on the target list. Now, Poland and the Baltics, the threshold for Putin's invading those countries is mm-hmm. much high because they're NATO members, Correct. right? Yes. Uh, but ultimately, you're right. You, you mentioned, you know, Dugin and there's a, the whole school of thought, the Atlanticism versus Eurasianism. It's basically the uh, perennial sort of uh, struggle between the giants. And make no mistake, Putin wants to make sure he makes Russia great again, and he views himself and the Russians view themselves as a superpower on par with the United States and not a junior partner as they feel that they've been treated. All right. So this weekend, uh, Putin used a hypersonic missile, which as far as I can tell, talking to military experts, the reason to use or to have a hypersonic missile is for long range because it gets there so fast and you can't shoot it out. Um, so he was using it though in Ukraine, which to me just seems like signaling we, we've got a lot more and America, we do have the hypersonic missile and we could put a nuke on it or whatever, and we can hit you and you can't stop us. Am I reading that right? You're 100% correct, Glenn. And I dispute the Pentagon's assessment that it's not an escalation. It's totally an escalation. As you said, this is a dual capable system. You can put a conventional warhead on it or you can put a nuclear warhead on it. So the way that this conflict uh, started, if you remember, uh, Putin not only assembled 190,000 troops on the border all but encircling Ukraine, but also he conducted a nuclear exercise. And so he has been steadily climbing the escalation ladder, step by step, and we are right now on the trajectory to nuclear warfare. So he's signaling, you're correct, he's strategic messaging to us, uh, I have high tolerance for nuclear uh, warfare, and you don't. I have this particular weapon that has never been in combat, used in combat before, and you don't. And it's nearly impossible to intercept. And so for the Pentagon to say that this is not escalation, they completely fail to understand who their strategic opponent is, Vladimir Putin, how conniving and how manipulative he is. And they are totally not prepared, Glenn. So what if Russia uses this weapon? Uh, We are now struggling to really grasping at straws to what to do with them. And it's very evident to everybody. So is this a possible way of because as I understand it, uh, Putin believes in escalation to de-escalation. In other words, ramp it up fast uh, to scare the living bejesus out of people, maybe even using a tactical nuke, so the rest of the world will come to the bargain bargaining table and say, "Okay, okay, okay, let's 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 work things out." Is that possible? That 
Is that possible what's happening? And especially with the hyper weapon, instead of using a tactical nuke, he uses this. Yes, absolutely. You just articulated uh, Russia's nuclear doctrine, escalate to de-escalate, that was developed specifically on Putin's orders for an eventual conflict. The Russians believe that sooner or later, a war between the United States and Russia is inevitable. Mark these words, inevitable, I quote, and because they fear U.S. conventional superiority, they believe that they overmatch us in tactical nukes because the ratio right now is 1 to 10 with Russia having 2,000 tactical nukes and we have only 200. And this is exactly why Putin wants uh, or plans rather or envisions crossing the nuclear threshold by popping a tactical nuke somewhere in Europe or in Ukraine uh, in order for us to get confused, stand down and really cause like a strategic pause. And in the meantime, he would want to move in and uh, decapitate Ukraine, uh, remove Zelensky from power as he was planning to. I mean, you would think, I mean, the rest of the world has looked at nukes for 50 years now, at least, and went, this is crazy. I mean, there's no way to win this. We, we, we won through mutually assured destruction. Uh, why does he think that a tactical nuke wouldn't garner a massive response from the rest of the world just because he has more nukes? Here's why, um, uh, Glenn, because he, the Russians have been watching and paying attention very closely to what our defense policy is. And if you remember, under President Obama, we had the initiative Global Zero. We want to zero out our nuclear capability. Uh, all this talk, you know, Putin understands that we have very low pain threshold. We can't even talk about nukes, the, you know, without really kind of like making it sound like we are absolutely not going to go there. But that is exactly why he wants to use it. OK, because he knows that we will not use it or he thinks rather that we will not use it. And that is why he is planning to do this, because he believes that we have we don't have the cojones, if you will, to respond or even preempt him. So are you predicting that he will use at least a tactical nuke? Okay, so the the threshold for using that those is high. Okay, it has to be a very specific battlefield scenario where Putin feels so cornered, you know, like a rat, like that rat from his childhood that he was uh, talking about. He's in the corner, and believe me, right now he does feel that way because things are not going well for Vladimir Putin. He uh, has completely miscalculated the Ukrainian people's will to fight, the uh, leadership of President Zelensky. And so if he perceives that we are about to intervene, we being NATO and the United States on behalf of Ukraine, at that point, he will feel like a loss is inevitable. That would be the scenario where he would use that. Holy cow. Okay, R Rebecca Koffler is talking to us. She is the author of Putin's Playbook. I can't recommend it highly enough. I mean, I, 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 um, I read it, uh, finished, I think, last week. It is 
it's really, truly tremendous to give you a real insight into Putin and what you're dealing with. And especially she goes into Alexander Dugan, which very few people do. Uh, and she understands that madness as well. More with her in 60 seconds. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. You know, the great thing is, I could say, surprise, surprise, inflation continues to be a problem, but it's not a surprise. If you've been listening to this program, um, thank goodness, uh, I, I think we are ahead of the curve on things and giving you warnings on what is coming. The cost of everything is going up. You have to be pragmatic. You need to be proactive and you need to be prepared right now. If you're a homeowner, you should be considering a mortgage refi right now because the late the low rates are gone. An impact that you will see on your budget coming forward are going to be substantial, especially if you have high interest credit cards. But I mean, what high interest? Everybody's credit card is like 12 percent now. Can you imagine what happens as they start to go up and up and up and up? Get a consolidation loan or a mortgage refi right now. You could skip up to two mortgage payments and close in as little as 10 days. Call American Financing at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440 or AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. So, Rebecca, I, I want to spend just a couple of minutes on his first speech uh, that he gave when he was going into Ukraine. And he talked. I mean, he sounded like Alexander Dugan. For people who don't understand Alexander Dugan and his insane fourth political theory, could you explain his influence and what it is he's trying to accomplish and how likely it is? that he's really influencing things in Russia? Alexander uh, Dugan used to be the brain trust of uh, Putin. Alexander Dugan's writings, the whole geopolitical, uh, for geopolitical theory, as you explained, was taught at Russia's general staff. They have a center that is called the uh, Center for Strategic Military Research that does threat forecasting. And they have predicted uh, by assessing our defense posture and our war fighting style and the past 20 years of our military campaigns and what we've done in Iraq, Afghanistan and uh, Libya and Syria. And they have decided that Putin is going to be next, that we want to conduct regime change. And therefore, they are going to take a preemptive strike, so to speak, because Putin stated once, if a fight is unavoidable, and he's a judo practitioner, mm -hmm. right, in addition to being the former uh, KGB officer, if a, if, a if a fight is unavoidable, you must strike first. And this is why um, he acted to take over Ukraine now, because he perceives that it's his best chance, his window of opportunity, while we have uh, what they believe a weak U.S. president. Now, so, and this is what, you know, Dugan wanted. It's the Eurasianism that Trump, right. you know, Atlanticism. And whether it will happen actually or not, uh, Glenn, it depends. It depends on our reaction uh, to what's happening in Ukraine. 
if he's allowed to swallow Ukraine, what's next, right? Moldova, Belarus, Belarus is already part of the Union. Uh, are the Baltics next? That's what everybody is worried about. And if we don't demonstrate, you know, a viable strategy, which so far we haven't, right? We don't have an answer to his asymmetric strategy because President Biden somehow thinks that uh, sanctions is going to be a magic bullet. But sanctions is a completely different, it's an economic concern. Putin's security concern are completely different. So that is not going to change their behavior. And that's what Putin is banking on, that we don't have an answer to his playbook. And that's what I described in my book. Okay, so um, when when you're looking at the scenario, I got to believe that when we pulled out of Afghanistan, that was a green light for Putin. It was. Uh, The Russians, as I said, watch very, very closely how we fight, where we fight, whether we're able to achieve victory. Okay, and we have withdrawn from Afghanistan after 20 years and two point two trillion dollars spent of U.S. taxpayers money. Six thousand American lives only sacrificed. Right. Given the fact that we have a superior warfighting force in military history, our men and women in uniform are exceptional. We have outstanding weaponry, the best in the world. But technology and weaponry do not win wars. The Russians know that. And given the shameful withdrawal by uh, President Biden, they decided that we are just not able to handle these wars and close these wars and don't have the stamina to stand up to Putin. And that's when he moved in. That was the green light to him, as you said. And on top of that, uh, Joe Biden green lighted, if you remember, um, he told Putin, well, if it's a small incursion, you know, maybe you right. won't be punished. So that right. was the final green light and the trigger that Putin said, OK, I'm going to move in. This is my opportunity before a stronger president, someone like Trump, you know, uh, comes to power uh, in the United States. That's the best chance. And he moved in. All right. Why is it? And I'm going to have to take a, a break here. But when we come back, I, I want to ask you, Rebecca, why is it that that our intelligence and everybody else got Putin so wrong to where we thought he was a reasonable guy? What, what is it about him that we missed this whole time? Back in a minute. The Glenn Back Program. Let me tell you about uh, my Patriot Supply. Um, if you've been listening to the show, uh, the whole show today, you'll know with added urgency, I, I would like you to call my Patriot Supply um, and get some food storage going for yourself. Prepare with Glenn.com. Get a $150 discount right now. If you missed our one of the uh, program, make sure you listen uh, as a podcast. Make sure you listen to our number one uh, for today's podcast. It's very important. Preparewithglenn.com. You'll get a $150 discount right now on their uh, special three-month emergency food kit. That'll be three months of food for one person in your family. And like I said, you'll save $150. That'll give you breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, even snacks, totaling 2,000 calories a day is what we all need. And the food is actually really good. So try it now, please. Preparewithglenn.com. That's preparewithglenn.com. Get this three-month special of emergency food kit on a $150 discount now. 
prepare with glenn.com head to blaze tv.com slash glenn the promo code is glenn to save 10 bucks off your subscription to blaze tv Rebecca Koffler, the author of Putin's Playbook. She is uh, a former U.S. intelligence uh, officer. She was with the CIA after 9-11. She decided that she wanted to help protect our country. She knows Russia inside and out. She's a former Soviet citizen that came over to the United States uh, and now is an American citizen. Rebecca, welcome. Thank you, Glenn. Pleasure to be here with you and your audience. Oh, great. So... Before the break, I asked you, how did we get Putin so wrong? I mean, I've, I've always said, if you just look at the guy, one arm doesn't swing when he walks. And that's the arm that his, uh, his gun used to be at. He is still a KGB guy. He's still a guy. He's a thug. How did we miss this? Absolutely, uh, Glenn. So uh, we've missed 20 years worth of indications and warnings, what we call in the intelligence community, I&W, of who Putin was and what he was planning to do. He never made it a secret. Every speech, every strategic planning document, every press conference, he articulated to us that he was planning to reconstitute an alliance similar to USSR, and he viewed the U.S. and NATO as a roadblock in his plan, and he planned to destabilize it. And yet we missed it. Why? It's because somehow there's an assumption in the intelligence community and in the broader Washington establishment security apparatus that Putin thinks like an American, that the Russians are think and believe just like Americans, and nothing can be further from the truth. Putin is not an American who thinks like a Soviet KGB officer and a judo practitioner. The Russians elected Putin four times, Glenn, right? And guess who every single time was a runner-up? It was a communist. Somebody who would have been even worse. And so Putin has already done several things that are perceived by the Western analysts as crazy. And He's not crazy. He invaded Georgia. He invaded Crimea. He uh, authorized the shooting down of MH17s. And and we keep thinking that, oh, he's not going to use tactical nuke because it's crazy. But maybe what's crazy to us is not crazy to him. His rationale is not American. It's not Western. It's a Soviet KGB killer style, you know, type of guy, a thug, like you said, an assassin. He has, uh, authorized assassinations, poisonings. Um, all these things make sense to him, and they actually make sense to a segment of the Russian population, which is pretty large, who support a strong leader bordering on brutal, just like Stalin. All right. Stalin's popularity is rising now. So we have, we have a situation where Putin says... Uh, He's going to purify Russia of the scum and traitors. Um, But there's a lot of people, at least it appears to be a lot of people that are against this war in uh, Ukraine. Will this silence them and put everybody back to kind of a Soviet kind of footing? That's what I'm afraid of, uh, Glenn. He's basically uh, calling for people to start ratting out, if you will, the fifth column, the traitors, as he called them. And Putin once uh, stated that 
treason is the most heinous of crimes. And this is why he authorized assassinations and poisonings of uh, former GRU officer uh, Skripal and former FSB officer Alexander Litvinenko. So right now he's calling for a Stalinesque era red terror when neighbors and spy on neighbors and turn them into the Soviet authorities and call them, you know, traitors. So what he wants to do is he wants the Russian people to actually um, give out the Russian, other Russian people. And with the idea that it will scare everyone and people will stop protesting. Most of the uh, Russian people are afraid. And I interviewed a Russian source in uh, Moscow, and she said that 90% of people support Putin 10% and nobody actually supports the war, right? Because right. it's a Slav on Slav. It's atrocious. But only 10% do not support uh, Putin. And everyone is scared because the consequences can be really, really harsh. You can be expelled from a university, you can lose your job, and you can get in jail up to 15 people, 15 years rather. And so that is what is scaring mm. these people, and we've seen that before in Russian history, regretfully. All right. You, in your book, uh, Putin's Playbook, you talk about the infiltration uh, of Russia, uh, of the United States by Russia. It's already here. I know that uh, I know that Dugan has um, uh, operatives that are, you know, reaching out to organizations all over the West and in Europe, uh, trying to get them on board by appealing to their traditional uh, values. How is this happening with Putin and Russia? And where do you see this infiltration here in America? Here's how it happens. There are two types of infiltration. There's an infiltration with actual spy, like sleeper agent types of uh, operatives, similar to the 10 who were expelled by President Obama, which was, by the way, was foolish. We should have uh, kept these people here, um, debriefed him and flipped them over to work for us. Right. Uh, back in 2010, Putin actually authorized the infiltration of these um, 10 probably the minute that he uh, came to power because uh, they were working here for 10 years trying to get close to uh, U.S. top echelons of U.S. government. And they were getting very close to uh, Hillary Clinton. Right. So the second type of infiltration is really the infiltration of the American mind. The Russians for decades wanted to transform the United States from a free capitalist society into a socialist type society, similar to what the Soviet Union was like. And we were warned about it by a defector, Yuri Bizmenov, who said that there was a four-step program of such transformation. And we see the results of it today, right? Today, you know, Bernie Sanders, AOC, and folks like that, the leftists, they talk about socialism as though it's a viable system, and it's been normalized, this narrative. 
which is completely not only absurd but scary. Glenn, I lived under socialism. It's a it's a really, really vile and atrocious system. It's not all about the free stuff. It's about government control. Mm. And we cannot allow this in this country. But this is the type of infiltration. So the Russians not only target with their information warfare, they don't only target our networks, but they're targeting Americans' minds so, with this. And I'll, yes. So what, what is your response when you hear people like Hillary Clinton and others say that... Uh, uh, that Tucker Carlson is a uh, is an operative, or um, Kelsey, uh, um, uh, what is it? I think it's Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah, yeah I can never remember her first name. Tulsi Gabbard. That they're that they're Russian operatives. So Hillary Clinton is a Soviet-style KGB operative type. Okay, remember during her, you know, when she was a State Department um, uh, chief. Instead of actually paying attention to the Russian threat and developing a counter strategy, Hillary Clinton was busy trying to cozy up to Putin and to the Russians. They wanted a reset, Obama and, uh, and Hillary, even though she had every possible indication and warning what Putin was up to. And she trotted out that mistranslated button that was <laughs> a huge diplomatic, you know, mm-hmm. diplomatic faux pas that Lavrov, the uh, Russian foreign minister, laughed at. And so she was digging dirt. She authorized, you know, a whole slew of intelligence officials and also, you know, uh, the uh, private industry to dig dirt on Trump to unseat a democratically elected president of the United States. So Hillary Clinton is dangerous, actually. And the types like her, the corrupt officials like John Brennan, uh, former CIA director under Obama, like James uh, Clapper, um, DNI, former director of national intelligence, and uh, James Comey, the former FBI director, because they failed to do their job uh, to assess Putin properly and protect us from this threat to us and our allies. I, I want to digging dirt. I want to make it really clear: she did not just say that Hillary Clinton is a Russian spy. She said she is the type. Uh, of politician that the KGB would love and uh, that that you know doesn't watch our back. Do I have that right? You have that exactly okay. good, right. Good, good. I don't mean to say that she's on the payroll yeah, yeah, yeah. of the Russians, but she learned all the long wrong lessons from the Soviet playbook, and We're- she. And her operatives have applied them, you know, hitting the U.S. really with the double whammy. What happened in 2016 was uh, the Russians did not want to elect Trump. They wanted to foment discord and disorder and possibly social unrest. They feared Trump. And they put out, they being the Obama uh, spy chief, put out a fraudulent intelligence community assessment uh, of January 6, 2017, where they lied to the American people about the reason for Russia's interference in the election. Uh, Rebecca, I'm out of time, but I would like to have you back because I'd like to talk to you about Ukraine because Hillary Clinton and George Soros and all those people were huge in Ukraine doing all kinds of dirty stuff. And then we had a TV star... Uh, to be elected uh, president, uh, much to our State Department's chagrin. Uh, and I know you're writing a new book uh, now on Zelensky, and I'd like to have you back on again and, and talk a little bit about the other side. Would you come back? 
Of course, I would love to. Thank you so much. Rebecca Koffler, the name of the book is Putin's Playbook. You want to understand uh, his plan to destroy America and why he wants to destroy America. Read Putin's Playbook. By the way, one note. I'm getting, uh, believe it or not, (laughs) I hate addressing these things. They're so stupid. Uh, I'm getting heat because I have the Ukrainian flag on my Twitter uh, feed. Uh Uh-huh, I do. I support the people of Ukraine. That doesn't mean I want war where we're involved. I believe that we can help people in Ukraine as individuals. Uh, And we'll give you some examples of that coming up in, in just a second. But just because I'm telling you, read Putin's playbook. He really is trying to destroy America. That doesn't mean I want warplanes with a U.S. flag on the back anywhere close to Ukraine. Back in just a minute. If you want a vehicle, getting Car Shield really should be a no-brainer. Right now, fixing your cars uh, going to be trouble. You got a couple of cars, especially if they're out of warranty. Holy cow! You're not going to buy a new one. I mean, look at the price of a of a used car let alone a new one, if you can get it. So what are you going to do? Well, you're going to pony up and pay whatever it is. But if you're missing uh, some sort of a, uh, you know, a chip that makes your car go and that chip is out, what are you going to do then? This is like medical insurance. You have this for catastrophic failure. Same thing. Same thing for your car. Carshield.com slash Beck carshield.com slash Beck. They take care of you with roadside assistance anywhere in the nation. They'll give you a rental car while yours is being fixed. Just check out all the details. Find find the um, the plan that best fits you and your budget so you don't have a surprise. Carshield.com slash Beck or call 800-391-8888. 800-391-8888. It's carshield.com slash Beck. The Glenn Beck Program. I can't thank you enough for your support of Mercury One. A couple of things. This weekend, uh, David and Tim Barton and I taught uh, class for a couple of nights on Friday and Saturday for families that came from all over the country. Um, and it was it was remarkable. These these people were just great. They get it. And now their job is to go and and uh, spread the word. We're going to have another family history event uh, we'll tell you about it uh, as we get uh, closer to it. Hopefully a little more notice than uh, just happened last time. But also thank you for your support for Mercury One and all of the things that we're doing all around the world. Uh, we have been working with our partners on the ground in in uh, Ukraine and the surrounding uh, countries. Uh, we have already given $105,000 to the Freedom Shield Foundation. They're working to get orphans out of Ukraine to safety. They've already rescued many and taken them to safe countries. Save Our Allies uh, is another great one we worked with in Afghanistan. This is going to uh, an- enable uh, SOA to purchase six mobile medical evacuation vehicles and ambulances to support uh, the ability to medevac and uh, case vac from Ukraine. 
uh, United uh, Hatzala. We gave them almost $100,000. They're providing medical help and humanitarian aid as well for the Ukrainians fleeing the country and charter flights for the Jewish people fleeing the Ukraine as well. Operation Blessing and Samaritan's Purse. We are also helping fund them as well. This is one of the worst humanitarian situations our partners have ever seen. Uh, we really, uh, oh, by the way, Peace and Good, we also gave uh, some money to Peace and Good. They're helping with rescuing orphans and more on the way. We really would love for your help. Um, we don't take, you know, we don't take money for what we do. Um, we just want to get the money to the right partners, the people who are having the biggest impact. And some of these partners are the ones that were with us in Afghanistan. We are on the ground now, and we would love your support. Please donate now to MercuryOne.com. MercuryOne, or is it .org? Um, MercuryOne.org. Go there now and uh, donate, give whatever you can to help out those in real need in uh, Ukraine and in the surrounding countries. All right. More in a minute you don't want to miss. By the way, the new book, The Great Reset, is out in hardbound paper. Yes, we found some paper to print some more books. Uh, it's out now wherever you buy your books. Go ahead and get it now. You can order it at Amazon, Books A Million, Barnes & Noble, or you can go into any store where books are sold and get it. The Great Reset. Reset.